So I was writing the October newsletter. Yep. And mm. which is available on our website. As of yesterday. As of yesterday. Go check it out, singularagronomics.com. Yep. I was writing this newsletter and I try to target the newsletters to whatever's going on in ag. So right now everybody's looking at genetics and, and then nitrogen applications and phosphorus and potassium and all these other things are coming up. So anyway, I decided I was going to write it about genetics because my opinion on genetics is, I've, what do you, what do you want to call it? Over everybody's credits to genetics are overrated. That's probably the best way I can put it. Maybe. So I they see. put way too much stock in it a lot of times. Overrated. Well, it's the only thing they got to sell. Well, I'm talking say, just oh. everybody, everybody. Oh yeah. Including the growers and whatever. So in a newsletter, the sum of it, if you hadn't read it, the sum of it is essentially basically that genetics don't matter. At least that's the way Joe took it. Cause Joe proof, proofread it, proof read it. And then wrote a blog over it because you asked him to, I did because he had this big old mental dilemma. He had to go through quick kicking me. I'm sorry. I do so, not enjoy playing footsie with you here. You get the East half the table. I'll take the okay. West half. Okay. <laughs> we got to sprawl Prof out in this whole room. Lines have been drawn <laughs> and are not straight. Isn't that funny? Square. We went from battle lines to property lines and like three generations of humanity. Yep. So, Anyway, so Joe had to write, he wrote this blog, basically that he was having an internal battle over the comments in the, or the blog about whether C genetics matter or not. In the newsletter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The newsletter, not the blog. Where is the blog at? It'll come up pretty quick. It's on the website too. Okay. It'll be on the blog and the yep. newsletter on the yep. website. And it'll probably be on social yeah. media and everything else. So, yep. but anyway, so I don't credit genetics with that much, you know, credit beyond the general, you know, this trait don't do this and that trait don't do that. You know, for me, I don't like Viptera corn in the West cause it's stock strength is poor back here. You don't go without it cause the earworms eat it up, you know, general things that we plant glyphosate tolerant cause we need to kill grass, you know, beyond these general Duh, things, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Racehorse in good environments, workhorse in poor environments. Between that, that is it. One racehorse versus another, I don't give a rip. That It doesn't seem to matter. Mm -hmm. What matters is management. That's the point. If you're a seed dealer and you're sitting there like, well, this guy right now, if you're a seed dealer, take into the consideration with all the glory comes all the blame. Mm -hmm. If you get your guys to believe your genetics are making and breaking their farm when it breaks, <laughs> it is your fault and you are the one that will eat it all. Yeah. So, but yet they like that. But when the blame comes on them, they don't like that. It's the management. They blame something yeah. else. So it is the management, but it's also what's making it too. They blame the weather, then they blame the planter. Yeah. But they have to be careful blaming the planter because the farmer ran the planter. Mm -hmm. Management, and I always say, Mother Nature gets a cut first. That's why I don't like share. chasing a white rabbit. The lion's share. Yeah. Don't chase a white rabbit because Mother Nature will get her section first, yeah. her chunk whatever. So, but yeah, seed genetics, what traits work, what traits don't work. You know, your generals, I don't give much opinions when it comes to one genetic versus another. No, I doesn't. won't give much opinion on one company versus another. First of all, most people come from the same, pull out of the same, uh, hot breeder pools. Mm -hmm. There's only a handful of them that actually breed. Everybody else just buys. A lot of beans come from Stein. A lot of corn comes from Bayer, Corteva, and Agriliant. Yep. Make a majority of them. There you go. Um, Stein does do some corn, but it's whatever. But uh, sorghums are sorghum partners, Alta and Corteva, 
and Bear does it. No, I think they're sourcing from somebody. But anyway, so yeah, genetics are genetics. I don't put a ton of stock into it. It's going to be management that makes the biggest difference. So if you're a seed dealer, embrace it. It's it's a fact. You know it's a fact. It's definitely something that guys get a little bit touchy on, but uh, it definitely comes down to that. Because if it's a failure, you will blame management. If it's a win, then you'll blame your genetic. A little bit harsh, but that's all management in the end. Josh is yes. Snapchatting or something over there. Dude, it's freaking November, man. It's it's rut. It's what? Rut. Deer. Oh. Whitetail, deer, antlers. Yeah. Yeah. Ben's not into the, yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Ben on like a three fifties bull elk someday. And I'm really excited about it. Ben Ben enjoys the outdoors, just doesn't have any time for it. Yep. That's um, it. I'm between in here. kids and farming and me. Business. Yeah, and Josh taking care of me, keeping me from fall, jumping off a bridge. Yeah, quit chasing the white rabbit. Yeah, which if you don't know the story of me wanting to jump off a bridge chasing the white rabbit, go back and listen to past podcasts. First year I attempted to be in the NCGA, right, and yeah. did real well. The more I screwed it up, the better I did. <laughs> <laughs> to a point, <laughs> I almost killed it at one point, but. Uh, yeah, it's funny. We we go back and forth between crop management and chasing the white rabbit. It's okay. like these polar shifts in agriculture. You t- was it six year cycle, five year cycles? Ag takes these radical it's about swings. Five deep tillage, no tillage, a little tillage, strip tillage. It all follows tillage practices. Yeah, I Seems mean, like. yeah, cycles through. Um. It definitely does seem to be rolling on about that. NPK, no NPK, more NPK. Right now, it's more shifting heavy to biology. Biology. Heavy to biology. There's 1,200, I believe, biological companies out there now in the ag sector. And one, is it one a day is popping up right now? I believe I read the stats last week. I didn't read that. Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, it's over 1,200. Yeah. 1,200 crazy crazy anyway i don't i don't know that's why it it makes me feel better about what we're doing doing a lot of the testing on a lot of this stuff to see if it works but at the same time it's like oh my gosh how are we going to test all the stuff that people are bringing to us yeah it's granted you point to 90 percent of it and say that's that's bs we're not doing that bs it's just there's no value add yeah, there you go. That's my point. It's not like that don't work. It's more of, well, you have that already. Does it does it add or does it have a point to just continue to add? Yeah. How do farmers this is interesting. How do farmers not get calloused and jaded towards let's just say the biology drain? Um I, we both believe there's good biology out there, and then there's the world of biology that is we haven't looked into near enough yet, you know, and as a whole. I mean, it feels like, guys, the whole, I tried this, it didn't work, you know. Uh, how do, I mean, I can see where farmers get really callous towards the new trend. It could be cover cropping. Cover crop be a great one, because that's been around for a little while. Guys, I tried cover crop, didn't work. You know, it just doesn't work at all. How do you not get callous towards that? I guess you have to figure out your goals, you know? What are your goals for your soil? And then pursue those specific goals. Yeah, so, okay. I find that you see mainly two types of growers out there. You got, like, legacy growers, and you have, I'm going to make a ton of money growers. Mm Mm-hmm. Your legacy guys, your guys that are really going to push the front end, those are the guys that don't get jaded that easy. They're also the ones that get burnt really hard too. Mm-hmm. Um, your cheapo, I'm going to make a ton of money doing this, growers, that's your vast majority. That's probably 70% of everybody out there. Yeah. Um, they don't care about nothing. They are completely calloused. That stuff is petrified. It's not even a callous anymore. There's nothing new coming in that they're going to really be all that open to for years and years and years. 
So how do you keep from getting that way? Is that what you were asking? Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole, I tried this, it didn't work. Bad experience type deal. I just go back to what I was doing. Uh, we had a grower comment this last week. They were picking corn. It was not doing well. And the guy next to him, you know, deep rip it in the fall, put anhydrous on, corn is making 240. You know, mm-hmm. he's really pretty dejected about that. Like, man, this guy that really doesn't, he's just doing the same thing he's always done. You know, and I'm over here trying my butt off. And I'm not getting, I, in theory, I should be getting as good or better results. Do I know this guy? Yes. Like, well? Mm-hmm. Direction? Point? <laughs> okay. Um, so this is... <laughs> point? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> point, yeah. Uh, so chasing the white rabbit. Yeah. Most proactive guys are very, very, it's almost like shiny equipment syndrome. Mm. You're chasing this white rabbit of yield. If I do this, I will get better yield, right? Everybody. Right. If I add this, I'll do that. If I put a quarter teaspoon of molly on, I get this. That's the goal. They're chasing this white rabbit with the promise that it's going to improve. So this is why I am very hard to get through with new products, even though I, I'm very pro new product, but if you can get through me, that's a good sign because especially if you're a customer of singular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that poor so, person, when that person gets done, when Ben gets done with them, it's like, Ooh, yikes. Yeah. Are you okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you take everybody in the industry, this is my point. You take everybody in the industry that has a product and you take all those plus this, plus this, plus this, what's your number? Thousand bushel corn or more. Yeah. That's total BS. There's no way. Yeah. Versus what doing nothing versus doing a couple other things. You have a five step program. Okay. If you add this one step, are you already covering it in step? If this is step six, something new, is step two and three already covering step six? Mm. That's the point. So I get new products. It's not that it doesn't work. Back on the biology thing, it's not that it doesn't work, but are you already covering that somewhere else? That's the point. So it can definitely be a thing that you have to be pretty careful not to chase the white rabbit that if I plug this in, it's going to add five more bushel. And I see that every day. And so base guys, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm going to hit these numbers. We know today that nitrogen is not needed in the levels that was priorly thought. Correct. It's four times less than the current. That is the new targets. With balanced, or with, with proper management. With proper management. And management in timing, yeah. precision This timing. isn't cut your front load by, nine, by, by 75%. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. But the idea is, is that... So my dad would always say that plant wants to do one thing and that's make baby plants. So seeds, that's all it wants to do. Everything you do either stands in the way of that or helps it. Nothing between there. There's no kinda it's black and white. It helped or hurt you plant it beyond you driving that tractor out there hurt. You put the seed in the ground help. You get, get my drift, I do. you hurt or help it's black or white. There's nothing in between. Yeah. And so the trying to understand, are you going out there hurting it or helping it? I think this was the year at a large, large area of the Midwest, not just the Midwest elsewhere where guys realized how little they affect things. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a couple of years where the weather aligned and things aligned where we thought, man, we are killing it. You know, it's like, dang, we're, you know, we're just, we're on the ball. We have got this thing figured out. And then weather hits and you can't, there's no application possible for you to compensate for lack of rain. Right. We can mitigate it. We can buy a week. We can maybe buy two weeks. Mm -hmm. Man, that might be enough to save your crop. 
you cannot feed a crop through an endless dry cycle. You no. cannot spray a crop through there. You can do things to buy time, yeah. like you said, but it, it still won't replace it unless you want to punch a well and put up a pivot. Right. And even that, the has only its one that wants challenge. to do that is me. Yeah. On even t- that on has 20 its own acres. Challenge. Yeah, exactly. A two tower, three tower machine. Yep. So, but it has its own challenge. But, but the whole thing, are you going to help or hurt? Do you want a new product? What's it going to take? What's it going to add? Is it even going to, what, what's your target? If you have no target, walk away. Do not go to that table. Mm-hmm. If you are just open to throwing anything out, you're wasting your time. And a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you have no target, what the hell yeah. are you even doing? So. Well, then there's two targets. There's realistic and there's your <laughs> where you start out in your mind. I'm yeah. shooting for 250. Yeah. I say, you know. In Kansas, 250, legend. You raise 250 bushel corn, everyone will call you a liar. You know, mm-hmm. Iowa is different. Say Iowa, maybe 350. Um, talk about the August is the month of. <laughs> the month of promise. Yes. I have heard of that more in the last couple <laughs> weeks. And September but is the month But it's a psychological game. Di- yeah. September and October are the month of reality. So August... Everybody's financially strapped. Everybody got no money in the bank, whatever. You're you're the max out. And but your crops look good. <laughs> you tend to see what you want to see. You will forever have this essentially whiskey goggles on without being drunk. But it's your mental capacity on analyzing what you're looking at. So your mental state will greatly influence whatever you see. Mm-hmm. Perfect example is text. Somebody texts you. And, and it may not be you're pissed off, but they may not be meaning anything like that. But since you're pissed off, you read that text that they're pissed off. That's mm. it. That's what your mind sees first, yeah. whether or not you are or not. Sure. So that's that way in the world, world you know, the ag world too. So set, August is the month you want to see progress. You want to see big return because you need it yeah. to be that way. So August is a month of promise. So you'll go out there and start... Take everything you see, take about 20% off, and then you'll probably be right there. Except for soybeans, take it in half. Yeah. It sounds bad, but it's a pretty pretty it's solid pretty fact. Accurate. So Soybeans I, are the hardest thing to judge. Yep. I've seen guys sending in videos to our group and 100 bushel beans, and then I told Josh, I said, there's going to be 50 bushel beans right there. And they, I've seen the harvest videos coming in, and exactly right on 50 bushel beans. Yeah. You take bean yield, divide it in half. That's what you'll be at. Yep. And I don't know why the numbers mathematically come out that way, but it's not, it won't come out that way. And I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. So August is that month, September, the month of reality, terrible month for sales, terrible month of seed genetics. Don't go out there. People are pissed. Yeah. No one's selling seed <laughs> so, in August. No, no one. Or September, September, October are rough. Yeah. And then, then we get our stuff sold and people start calming down and things get better. But yeah. They see that line of credit number falling and, mm-hmm. you know, mom is a little, you took, you finally got showered off and took mama out to dinner and yep. things are fine at home again. Yeah. <laughs> but the point of all that, you have to be careful with where you are in your head when you go look at a new product. Yeah. Because if you're in this state that you're going to fix everything, you will fall for everything. That's true. I think we should talk about, going and setting a plan going into next year for a guy. And we can use me for example. I mean, I had a couple of guys ask, can you go through your plan? Um, a couple of guys asked about yours, but yours is a very special case scenario because of your end users are so different. Yours is feeding livestock, Mm -hmm. um, forage. Mine is not. I'm taking to grain production. Uh, okay. So farm management plan. Let's just take, I've got an 80, I've got an 80 of corn. I do. Um, it's in the floodplain. If it floods, it's going to get hammered hard. Excuse me, real hard. Um, it'll raise on a good year, 40 bushel beans. On a poor year, mm, 15 to 20. 
average is probably, well, it's raised. Average is probably 30 bushel beans. Uh, I wish I had soil tests with me here. I'd pull it up and look at it, but I don't. doesn't really matter. But my insurance guarantee, and the Iowa guys are going to laugh at me, but out here in, <laughs> in the real world, <laughs> oh, they're going to kill me. Uh, here where we're at, I mean, on that ground, if you hit 120 bushel of corn, you would be considered a raging success. So instead of, you know, like Ben said, instead of chasing the rabbit, what? Do, how can we go into, and this is something I learned quite a number of years ago and Ben started mentoring me in farming. How can you go into next year knowing you're going to make a profit? Take the whole, I hope the. I hope I make enough to let the bank give me another, another try. You know, how can we take that and just shove it up the banks where the sun don't shine? Um, my bushel guarantee on that is 78 bushel an acre. So take that's at 75% insurance coverage, 75% coverage. My, so I think it's hundred bushel corn, hundred bushel corn is, is the, uh, county average. Cause I haven't raised corn on this. I'm going in, haven't put corn on this before hundred bushels, 75% coverage is 75 bushel corn. How do we go in and know we're going to have a profitable crop? Okay, so the first thing I always look at is, you mentioned end users. My area is in, end user saturated. We have way more end users than we have production. We yeah. bring way... You guys corn rail in. corn in from my area. Yeah. yeah, we take your corn to the west and then use it out there. So end user... Oh, you're going to make me get into this deal, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Insurance farm program, potential other side programs that are not related to the government. And then the market, well, I, I don't do a ton based off of the market, but you need to at least evaluate that with those. So um, I'm trying to think in that situation. You should have prepped me on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it's been, I keep saying these things are completely unscripted. Yeah. The only things we have in front of us is an empty coffee cup and a bottle of water. That's the problem. My coffee cup. Your coffee out. cup's empty. That's yeah. the problem. It's, like, it's Michael's like, office and get a coffee. Yeah. It's like drip. Not good. Just need to keep feeding it in. But anyway, so. So I'm going to shoot for limit. I'm going to shoot for hundred bushel of corn, right? Yeah. Yes. That, that's your target. Now, if we have a good year, we can raise 140 plus on this dirt. Mm -hmm. If the stars align, we don't flood, Okay, so that's good a rain. good spot, spot to start. Spart to spot. <laughs> Spart to spot. <laughs> um, so potential. That's the first error everybody gets. What if, what if, what if it rains and everything's perfect and I have potential to get 150, 100, 200, whatever. Let's get extreme because everybody's going to do that. Too. Everyone's going to look at the what corn if, in August and think it's, oh my gosh, this is 180, 100, yep. 200 bushel of corn. What if everything aligns and then we suddenly have this great year? What can I get? My funny tagline that I always throw at everybody is, what if an asteroid hits the earth tomorrow? We're all dead and it don't matter anyway. So that's equal chance too. <laughs> we actually talked about an asteroid on the last podcast. Right. So the what if should always, I find is probably one of the worst potential planning aspects everybody takes into account. Okay. On the upside, I like the what if on the downside. I don't like the upside because it makes you make dumb decisions. Yeah. Okay. What if it's a perfect year? Okay. What's the maximum? 200? Like totally crap yourself. Best thing ever. 200? I'd say 180. Okay. 180. Yeah. Okay. But you want to still leave some room, right? Sure. So we're going to go in and do this 10 bushel per thousand thing. Say you take that advice and you're going to go with that. So you're going to drop 20,000 on yeah. there. So you've already doubled your hundred. So your point, you're at half or five bushel per thousand right. on your norm. Right. So you're already twice too high on a what if. Okay. On seed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So we're going to be somewhat smart on the nitrogen side, we're going to go ahead and front load 75 units, right? 
I probably was do 60 in the strip till with humic. See, you're too predictable. So 75 <laughs> up front. <laughs> so we're gonna do See, this. You're too predictable. <laughs> oh, God. We're gonna do the. You know, ideally, I'm gonna tell you what's fallen beans. Uh, wheat double crop beans that failed. Okay, so ideally, what I'm gonna tell you to do is to run none up front because mm-hmm. we're gonna use your beans. That would be the ideal world, but Josh ain't going to do that. So you're going to run 60. If you're playing the what if game, you're going to have to run two shots minimum, you know, trying under standard law to hit this 180, this magical number. So we're going to start at least at 100 to 120. You see the errors piling up yeah. on this what if? Yeah. And what's that chance? One in 25, one in 20, one in 10? Probably one in 10. Okay, that this is actually going to pan out. Yeah. So okay, you're at one in one in ten. That might be a little too. It might be a one in fifteen mm-hmm. that we hit that crazy corn. Yeah. So so we're double the end, double the seed. Even though the end's being more conservative because you're going to split app this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to get in your head about phosphorus and potassium like you always do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to want to run something. Yeah. So Josh tends. What did you do last year? KTS? Uh, no, I did 624.6. Oh, you didn't put any up front no. prior to that. Okay. We're going to play everybody else. We're going to put You're some... talking other than nitrogen. Yes. Correct. Yeah, correct. That was all I did last okay. year was 624.6 and BioBuilder. We're going to run some KTS in order to cover some of these bases because everybody's scared shitless to put it frankly yeah. and and make sure that that base is at least covered okay so we're sitting with a bunch of in some phos some sulfur and we're gonna run oh no humic kts so so potassium yeah and then then somebody's gonna run some 1034 or some you know whatever so a couple gallons of all these things so what are we getting dollar wise right you're up? talking someone else right not, not you yeah i'm talking in general we're using like, your hey, scenario yeah, but the general using... the general farmer yeah five we're, gallons 1034 yeah with we're some using, zinc yeah we're using your scenario your field mm-hmm. with the general thought process of everybody else yeah so well not everybody else let me make that clear majority a good chunk of everybody <laughs> yeah so uh nitrogen potassium and and uh sulfur and phosphorus are all on the table our fertility program is running up probably 75 to 100 bucks an acre already minimum 50 pound or 100 pounds is going to be 50 bucks on the inside Foss freaking pen just just run some quick numbers. So yeah, we're probably 75 to 100 pounds or 100 bucks. Right there, right here. Hold on. We're going to we're going to hash this out. Maybe. Ben says he has a pen. I do. He does. Yeah, pretty much. Mary Poppins over here with his backpack. There we go. Nice. Okay, so I bought my nitrogen for forty cents a pound. Use fifty um, with sul- with sulfur's fifty cents. Yeah, fifty cents. Uh, so we're gonna be fifty bucks for a hundred pounds of N. Yep. Boss is what is it seventy five? What cents for Foss? I don't remember. It's five. It's about five bucks <laughs> yeah, a gallon. We don't use it anymore. Yeah, we don't use it. I don't know. Five bucks a gallon for ten thirty four zero. Five bucks a gallon, so that's twenty five. Okay. If you're using your five, um, I have no clue on KTS. I don't know. I I so honestly, you're a hundred bucks in fertility anyway. Fifty twenty five, and then whatever the KTS is, it's going to be fairly close to the same. So. You're at a hundred bucks without any seed and 20. What, what's your seed? Two, two fifty, two seventy five. Two seventy five. Um, oops, I did oops, math wrong. Somebody. <laughs> no, that's not me. That's office across the deal. Oh, so 200, uh, this I'm going to do far. I'm going to do Josh farmer. 
and I'm going to do farmer. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to cover all that. Farmer X. I'm going to do bio builder, which is going to be so 20 you're bucks. At 70 bucks an acre in seed. That's accurate. I'm going to do 20. 20. I'm going to do 20 bucks an acre for bio builder. You think? Not sure. Hmm? Sure. Okay. Okay. You're going to run how you're 34 and they're 70. 70. I'm 34. Yeah. $34 yep. on seed. Yep. And they're 70. Okay. So, okay. So we're starting the year. Herbicide post emerged about 30 bucks an acre. Let's say he and I spray the same thing. For the post emerge, yeah. pre emerge. You run pre? Mm -mm. I just do a burn down. Okay. You still get away with that. Let's we say, can't get away with that anymore. Let's say let's say I'm twenty bucks in my in my burn down. You could probably say herbicides all the same because nobody's really changing that up. You got to do what you got to do. <clears throat> so those yeah. kind of things are just kind of finite, right? Um, okay, so you're coming back in and you're going to scale up your additional fertilities. You're in the same way. So you take your sixty to what are you going to run? Two shots, thirty. Two shots, twenty. So it'd be 90 to 100. Say so a lot of guys are going to top, top dress with another 80 pounds in. Yeah. So, yeah, because you're at 100. So, you you know, everybody's usually running the one. If things look one good. One to one. So we're going to run another 80 on both sides. So that's 40 bucks. Yep. And I'm going to do um, 40 pounds because I'm shooting for 100 bushel corn. Yeah. So 20 bucks. That's and with some sulfur in it. Yeah. <laughs> so now the next question is: Is if you're chasing a white rabbit, you're probably going to fungicide. How much more fertility and fungicide are you putting out and insecticide and everything else? And then when does it start to actually go the other way? So you say, so say farmer say, X runs fifteen dollar fungicide, and then you're going to run probably fifteen dollar fertility foliar too. Yeah, because most people do. Then ten bucks for a plane. Yeah, so that's forty bucks. You're going to look at fifty bucks an additional just across the board for that and chances are i'm not going to run fungicide yeah because you're in the scenario you're not you're kind of chasing but not too much you're no you're this is a check. conservative rabbit you're in check yeah this is a conservative <laughs> rabbit that sucker's speckled that's right it's the albino <laughs> rabbit not the albino uh you got a speckled piebald gray. it's there the piebald you, there rabbit you there you go yeah so so that's primarily it so what are your two numbers you need a calculator <laughs> For a farmer X, I do. <laughs> See, um, here I got it right here. So this is the scenario, essentially, where a white rabbit runaway gets a hold of somebody over the hope that you're going to get something better. Okay, so my conservative shooting for a hundred bushel corn. Mm -hmm. Now, if it rains and we have good weather, it's amazing the top end that can be added. Mm-hmm. Of just proper weather. Weather will, as Ben said, weather will add more to your yield than you will ever do, mm -hmm. other than putting the seed in the ground. Yeah. Um, I'm at $154 an acre for me. And you know, this is going to take me a while. $300. $300. dollars for Farmer X. Shooting for realistically the same number, but one's got hope built in, the other one's normal. The yeah, the other one is that's correct. So now we go and do the side. This is where I take mine to the next level. So, so $146 an acre difference. Yep, 146, say 146 divided by five dollar corn. That's 30 bushels. It takes 30 bushels to pay for your white rabbit syndrome. An to pay for. Okay. Yep. Yep. So take that off. Now we go into the scenario that everybody tends to fall into more than getting this perfect year. Mm -hmm. You have a wreck. Yeah. So first Drought, of all, fertility. Fertility is driving water dependency. So you're already less drought tolerant. Plus you're thicker in population. So it's driving some more water use on top of that yet. Yeah. So you doubled up your potential failure risk doing that yeah. plus you've also piled up more additional finance liability right out the gate that you're paying him nine percent interest on yep yep so what's that 300 yep 300 divided by five is what 
Uh, I'm not even 60. thinking. 60. And your insurance guarantee is what? 75. You already lost your ass. Yep. 100%. I won't even do that. It's not. A, that's a no bueno. Right. I won't plant corn. That's already too close. Anything less... So what, what Ben means by that, if you take $300, $300 an acre divided by $5 corn is 60 bushel an acre. And is guarantee 75, right? Yes. You got 15 bushels of wiggle is all you've got. To pay, to to pay, pay, for, in, to pay for your planting costs, your spray, you know, your And potentially harvest. spray bugs and whatever else might come in with that. Yeah. yeah. Harvest, uh... Harvest and planting, you're gonna you're gonna spend at least ten bushel. Yeah. That's, at least that's, ten bushel to do to pay for your planting and your harvest. Mm-hmm. And that's if you have not new equipment. Yeah. So your insurance is covering your bottom end. They don't care what you put into that crop. No. It makes no difference. Yeah. They don't ask you what your application rates were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They only ask when you planted it. Yeah. So best case. In a worst case, not worst case, but a poor scenario is a break even at best. Yep. There's no rent on that. Correct. So if you're paying, well, you're not paying that, but 100, what, 125 an acre ish for rent right here? Say 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And or for a that third, risky ground. Yeah. yeah. Or a third of the crop in yep. a lot of cases. So you can't even break even at that. That's lose money, 100%. Yeah. So you have to have a great year yep. to make money. To to do that game for sure. So we have to make 30 bushel an acre to pay for Josh's quote conservative crop. Yep. Worst case, absolute worst case, pay rent, do all that, you're still probably gonna be a little bit green. Add fifteen You're still in the black at least a little bit. Add fifteen bushel for harvest cost and mm-hmm. planning cost. I guess, and some guys are going to be like, I can't cut for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't run a $600,000 combine mm-hmm. or on a $130,000 combine that works just fine. Yeah. You know? Now, if you have a $600,000 combine and it works in your budget, good for you. It's great. You know, it's, mm-hmm. what do you want in life? Um, I want a half track tractor. I want tracks on the back, wheels on the front, case 340 Magnum. That's what I want. I will have one of those at some point. But, so 30 bushel, 15 bushel harvest cost. We're at 45 bushel. 45. Our insurance guarantee is 75. 75 minus 45 is 30 bushel. Right. At $5. So you're looking at a positive. $150 an acre profit on a conservative crop. Yeah. On a conservative crop, worst case scenario, insurance comes in into a And you're at 150, basically, if the insurance is paying for it. Yes. Okay. So that's your base agronomic number. So then you start throwing these other things in. So now you've got the new thing is these carbon programs. You can make money doing these things. Yeah. There are programs out there that pay you for cover crops. There are programs that pay you for reduced nitrogen. You're doing... Programs that pay for living root, all these things. So you can tack that on 30, 40 bucks an acre, say just 25, write that on there. Another thing, insurance FSA pays you five bucks an acre for cover crop. So you can write that on And reduce nitrogen in, there's a map that they're covering this and it's moving further southwest. Uh, It's available in Northeast Kansas, all the I states, I believe it's available there. If you can show, if, no, for split app, split application nitrogen, mm-hmm. they're reducing your insurance premium. Yeah. So this is that. in the triangle Insurance of gives you an incentive to safen their bottom line. Yeah. Split application equals better crop. Better crop means they are not going to pay you near as often. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's all corrupt, guys. Yeah. It's so, all corrupt. So in this triangle of a fit and top in return, you've got agronomics. We've covered that. So now we're working on the p- program side. So you're writing five bucks for your insurance potential credit. Mm -hmm. They give you a premium credit. So there's five bucks there. And then whatever your nitrogen numbers are, I haven't seen that program yet, but I haven't gotten that far into the year. Maybe we can have Nelson talk on that in January. But so you five, this is five. It's a good number. Okay. So add that on there. Um, 
And then, uh, okay, so we got all those covered, insurance guarantees covered. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is risk, downside risk with the, what do they call them programs? Pro- with market? No, no. Um, they're federal programs that have to do with uh, disasters. PLC, price loss program? No. ARC? No. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I think disaster relief programs. These yeah. ten, these are the new replacement for some of those old ARC type numbers. Okay. So you write these up. If you have a disaster, they pay you off of your insurance claim, not off your APH or what do they call those in the FSA? The FSA has their number. Yeah. The T yield. Yeah. And the insurance is APH driven and it goes off APH, not T's. Mm-hmm. And so you take them, you add that back on, it's 50% of your insurance check. So okay. now you can take that insurance number and double it or take 50% added that on addition. So if they're paying you, we didn't figure it, we didn't factor in what the act would say, what's the yield was. We just factored in input Insurance loss is what we factored in. Yeah. So you're at 150. So now you add 75 um, more because they're going to cut it by 50% more. 75, 25 and for five. carbon programs, five for insurance or reducing insurance premium. Yep. Uh, and you're going to have your premiums off five. Yep. Okay. Now, if I was mentioning your end users. So. Silage is great for this. This is the top end return. I don't even know if I should say this on the podcast. Probably Eventually, not. probably get out there, but <laughs> yeah, an adjuster is more fair than a combine. More times than not. Now, a lot of people are going to typically disagree with you, but if you have a silage option in this case scenario, they go out. They're going to drive your appraisal down. But silage is not zero, it's forage. So however many tons you tack on top of that. So say you get 10 ton corn out of that. I don't know how, how they pay back here. I can just tell you how they pay in the for West. Fa- like fail, say you have a failed crop and you chop mm-hmm. it for feed. Because mm-hmm, this is an insurance deal. Right. This is the worst case scenario Yeah. off of how I operate a decision for a farm. This is the one thing I didn't want to get into that you drug me into. I did. Um, so five bucks is what we're using for four hundred bucks mm-hmm. for ten ton silage. Okay. If you can tack that on top of your insurance, that's how you complete that's the how triangle. You make a lot of money. That's how you complete it. Yeah. And so you're at what two fifty. Two fifty five. You're six hundred and fifty five versus this. I hope like hell it works <laughs> that you're losing twenty thirty bucks an acre. Yeah, that's if you don't take this to grain and this is failed crop. Probably yeah. won't. That field probably wouldn't make ten ton. Probably make like eight. I don't. It could make ten. It could. Oh, you can cut it. Yeah, you can cut it by that and it'd be three hundred. Still three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance does paid to plant, not harvest. <laughs> You are a hundred percent paid to plant. Yeah. You're a hundred percent paid to manage ground period. Yeah. Production is not a problem yet. So the government don't care. Yeah. It's all about maintaining those things. Yeah. So, but worst case scenario, you're, you're going to get super happy <laughs> to just put it lightly. Yeah. But that's the triangle of top inefficiency. Sure. Programs, agronomics, decisions, if you can tweak that down even more precisely, but every dollar you spend chasing the white rabbit only makes the insurance money most of the time. Well, all you have to do to look at what years were the slam dunk, oh my gosh, Ben Buster years, you look at those years, just look at your last 10 years of insurance coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or your, your uh, you turn in your, your APHs, mm-hmm. turn, you know. What's your 10-year average? That, that'll tell you how many years were slam dunks. And most likely, those are the years corn was 250 a bushel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you the had to raise is, incredible crops to make money. APH people hang on APHs. Mm-hmm. That's like a... 
ego stroking contest. How it good is. your how EAPH? How high is your EAPH? Mm-hmm. That thing is like, how do I want to put it? It's a disaster account that you may never get to cash, and the higher the guarantee gets, the more it costs. And if you treat it that way, that thing will break you. Yeah. So why raise APH? APH is insurance gloat about that. Low your APH is great, blah, yeah. blah, blah, because you pay that's, more that's premium. It's ins- insurance, white rabbit. Yeah, you're paying more premium for that APH. If you rent that sucker and you lose that ground, guess who gets it? Not you. Right. The next guy, assuming you release it. Right. But that you don't even get to keep it. All that does is guarantee you more premium. So we keep it at a safe level. That I, Without going into it forever, but this is the trifecta triangle of high-end efficiency, high-end return. So agronomics at the top, insurance and programs at right underneath that. Yeah, they have to be together. If you can't get them all together, then you're gonna change things. Sure, drastically. So, but anyway, so that's the agronomic white rabbit. Holy cow! Don't fall for that crap. Yeah, type breakdown. Right. And say say you have 140 bushel corn. Um, okay, above APH, that would be 65 bushel. Three hundred and thirty dollars an acre, isn't that right? Sixty, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing now. One forty minus, yeah, sixty-five times five dollar corn, three hundred and twenty-five bucks. So, say you, and if you have great weather, you can add that, but those bushels to your crop easily. We've seen it many, yeah. many times. Guys that don't, guys that are even poor farmers on a perfect year, can have great yields. You know, mm-hmm. it roll into the elevator, like 150 bush of corn. Well, that guy does too, or 250, you know, just so Most... happened to have a perfect year. So that those bushels added were not caused by you. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's just money on top. That's $325. That's like... It's $325 added to this risk category or $325 added to this category. They're either going to be there. Yeah. Either way on right. that, with that scenario in right. particular. You ever heard of the devil's cut? Assume I haven't. So devil's cut is a thing in distillery. Okay. Curing it in a barrel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some of the alcohol soaks into the staves of the wood barrel. Sure. That's part of the cure out with the char and everything. They call that the devil's cut. Okay. Whether somewhat the devil's cut, it's going to take or give. You keep talking about barrel staves. It's interesting. We need to make a shirt about that. The staves in a barrel. It's kind of like phantom yield loss. Yeah. That's, you can also add yeah. bushels there, but we that, that same that. kind of thing, like the devil's cut, but this is almost the same thing. It's going to take it or give it depending on how efficient you are. Yeah. So they actually milk those barrels now. There's actually, is it Jim Beam? It's one of those whiskey producers, they actually squeeze the stays hmm. and get the devil's cut out. And that's an actual version that they offer. It's probably cut and cost probably five times as much something. I don't know. Cause there isn't as much <laughs> of it, but all it was the same thing. So it was wood. a loss that they turned into profit. Yeah. So that's the same kind of thing. You leave it open to where your top end return that's the only number that matters is equal both ways. Yeah. The white rabbit syndrome drives that down. That's why you really have to be careful. Yeah. What not? It's not white rabbit syndrome. <laughs> Chasing the white rabbit. Yeah. Yep. Drives it down. So break down year to year. That's, that's a management process that I work through. Sure. That's corn. I have one for each crop that I go through. Yeah. So you see why we can't fit it on the podcast? I do. One down, six more to go. Right. <laughs> so, do you have one in, for cotton? For the one field. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Cool. So, but uh, build around that. Anything, you know, in addition to those, people ask what potentially you would do is, you know, building soils. I'll invest in things that return over long periods of time. So 
we talk about constantly, but humics are one of those that constantly builds back. Anything that promotes soil health or biology or long-term returns, even if you don't have a year. So nitrogen, gone. Phosphorus, pretty much gone, Tired. falls into the pool with everything else. Potassium, same way. Seed is also in and out. That's why I tend to, to, to follow those rules pretty strict with population. If it dies, it's gone. That's an investment totally lost. Nitrogen's that boat. Uh, herbicides and things like that, be careful. Those are the same thing. Gone. So humix will sit there and wait. Biology promotion of any type will sit there and wait. Essentially, as long as something else doesn't happen to kill it out. But there are investments that can sit and wait for the year to return it. Yeah. That's why I like those. That's I'm even put it in the pod, or my uh, newsletter. Yeah. I invest in things that return over a long period yeah. or, or more secure. Sure. So building the soil bank in a non massive amounts of dry fertilizer application mm -hmm. method, building it back in a form that can pay Sustainable. out yeah. Yeah. A profitable way it pays out dividends, pays out, you know, over, you know, essentially the kind of like patronage. Most people know how that works. Same kind of thing. Equity build is what you're doing. Equity build. That's a great way to put it. Well, that was another loaded podcast. <laughs> Started a little slow. And then ramped up. Because <laughs> you got me on a topic that has no end. That's right. Newsletters, blogs on the website, singularagronomics.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you share the podcast, write it. Um, we appreciate you guys. Hey, another thing. Yes. Apparel. Guys want some shirts or oh, whatever. Oh, jeez. By the time this is out. Is that going to be taken care of? For the most part. Nice. But yeah, we got some cool stuff. Will that be on the website? Yep. I, I believe so. There's. Okay. They're working on that, but obviously Ben and I aren't on the tech side. Well, the, the webby side of things. Yeah. We're on this side. Yeah. We're on this side. That's right. So, okay. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you later. Catch everyone later.